Welcome to Warnounce, a Privateer Press podcast. I'm Locke, he's Caster, and today we are doing a very special battle report. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of Wardowns. Hi. And uh, as we mentioned, we're going to be doing a battle report today and we have a little bit of news before that. And um, um, I want to do a uh, shout out to some painting I saw on Instagram, if you would read the name. The name is WM underscore Seraphim underscore AOS. He, uh, I came across his yellow cricks and it's amazing. You should go look at it. Yes. Do it. Okay. I'm done. All right. <laughs> Proceed with your... Thing. Oh, I, I got an announcement today on... Um, I think it's Facebook or something. I don't know. But uh, they're still selling the um, mystery boxes. What? The spring mystery boxes? It's fall. Yep. My goodness. They, they say your time is running out. Get it while you can. Yeah, it's a year-long mystery boxes. My goodness, it's a mystery. How long it'll last? Shush, we want that to happen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we also uh, was looking through our uh, emails and whatnot and just trying to catch up on things last week, and I saw that we had another donation. So thank you very much for that. Um, I accidentally closed the page. Oh, dang it. Uh, there, we, there we go. Um... Lorand, thank you very much for your contribution, and I hope you continue to enjoy our content. We very much thank you for the uh, kudos and the cup of coffee. So, thank you. Or tea, as Locke would have it. You don't drink coffee. No, you don't drink coffee. So, yes. Uh, also, I'm just putting this out there while I was looking at the donations and whatnot. Um, the Kofi was pestering me if I wanted to set up a reoccurring monthly it was just a couple of clicks, so I went ahead and did it. We're, if, I don't think our our content is worth it, but if it's worth your time, your enjoyment, you feel like doing a monthly subscription or some, something, I mean, it's there if you want it. Um, again, Okay, setting that aside. Yeah. Kruger Zero. Kruger Zero! Oh my goodness! Um, okay, so, uh, random zero caster announcement. Kruger um, zero. Kruger zero. zero. The Stormseer. Yes. Do you want to talk about this now or you want to save it for later? I, it, it's here we're talking about it. Okay. Come on. You, you don't pay okay. attention to your announcements enough. No, no, I don't. All right, so Kruger the Stormseer, um, this is your thing. Go, go through He's the He's a, a circle black cut solo. Um, he's a speed of six, a strength of five. Ooh. A mat of five, a rat of six, oh, a defense of 14, an armor of 14, and a command of eight, and a fury of four. Those are, those are very average stats. They are. I'm impressed. I wonder how they're going to break him. Okay, <laughs> um, he's a character, so you can only bring one of them. He's got a point cost of five. He's on a small base. He's got five damage boxes. This is, this is a, a very normal model. So far. So far. Okay, so he's got immune and electricity, but I mean, he wouldn't be Kruger if he could be hit, hurt by electricity. He's got Pathfinder. He's a lesser warlock. He's got bleed power? What's that? At the beginning of this model's activation, it gains one fury point for each friendly, friendly 
sorry, friendly faction construct model within three inches of this model up to its fury stat. Okay, that's not terrible. Yeah, that's not bad. Lifeline. Once per turn, this model can transfer damage to a friendly faction war beast within its control range without spending fury. Notice it doesn't state it has to be in his battle group. <laughs> Do you think that's an overstate? Or? It might have been an oversight, but... Um, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so he's got a weapon. It's a... Um, weapons. Lightning blast. Times one. Yep, one of them. It's a range of three. It's no. Oh no. It's oh they they just clipped it poorly. Oh okay so it's a range of ten. Range ten. Yes. Rate of fire one. Oh AOE three and pow pow is dependent on what you're gonna do with it. It's type electrical. It's got magic damage type because they all have to have that, and it's got electric field. Models in the AOE three inch AOE mind you are hit and suffer a pow ten electrical damage roll. This attack's AoE is a hazard that remains in play for one round. Models entering or ending their activation in the AoE suffer a POW-10 electrical damage roll. And then uh, it has reload. You can spend a Fury Point to reload it. Yep, reload one. Mm-hmm. And then he's got a Lightning Spear. Because of course he does. Which is a range to a POW-7, a P plus S12, and it's a magical damage type. So pretty tame there. Okay. Out comes this feral's fleeting storm. Oh, that's that's terrible. So it's a cost oh. two range control AOE three uh, duration for one round, not offensive place. A three inch AOE cloud effect anywhere, complete within a spellcaster's control range, where it does not touch another cloud effect. Range attacks targeting models completely within the AoE suffer a minus three range. So he places cloud effects at a cost of two each. He's fury four. And uh, in addition to blocking line of sight, if you're completely within, it's minus three range to the target. I don't know if it's my phone or if this thing is just bad. Uh, sometimes they clip things weird. Okay, so then he's got um, Lightning Blade, a cost of two, a range of six, um, no AoE, no pow up, and no. So it's upkeepable. Uh, target friendly faction Living War Beast gains immunity electricity. Affected models' melee weapons become range two and gain plus two pow. Okay, I have a problem with this. Okay. My two problems. First off, he has uh, lifelink to construct models. No, he has oh. lifelink to or, or li- lifeline to model oh, war it's, base models. It's bleed power. So bleed power at the beginning of his activation, he can gain or he gains one fury point for each friendly faction construct within three inches of him. But this spell, Lightning Blade, specifically says target-friendly living war beast. Well, and then also, um, you know, Lifeline, you know, says war beast doesn't say construct. It doesn't say construct and doesn't say living, so it's any. So it looks like you can build him for the bleed power with the construct army, or you could build him for his spell, Lightning Blade... But there's very few lists where you're going to end up in a situation, unless he's bringing his own beast that's different from your normal Warlock's beasts, you're not going to get both benefits there. 
Not to say they're bad benefits. No, I and and what I like about this model is it it doesn't feel it feels like what it is. It feels like a lesser warlock. Yeah. I also don't like um wait a minute. Oh, never mind. I'm thinking of the the um the plus 2 range on the melee weapons. Elasticity on the swamp horde does the same thing, but that's a that's a minion's beast, a gatorman beast, not a, a circle thing. So that's fine there. He's got a lot of notes which I'm not going to read, but um no, I I I like this. This is this is good. I mean, yes, the the spell synchronage or, or synergy is not really there, but he can put down a cloud wall. Yes, he can. He he is a lesser warlock that can put down a cloud wall. He's a, a lesser warlock. He's doing lesser warlock things. Yeah, he he's not I'm a lesser warlock that could totally destroy your five or six fury caster or focus caster. Yeah. This this feels and his his stats don't feel over boosted or anything. I mean I'd have to And he still him. has survivability mm-hmm. because he has the lifelink or lifeline or whatever it's called. He's a defense fourteen, armor fourteen. It's Kruger. It's young Kruger, but a Kruger. Hey, you know, and he could put down a, a cloud and he could be in it. I, I like this. I like this. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. There we go. Mm. Yes. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm done. All right. One last thing before we start getting into the meat of the subject matter, being our battle report, <sighs> is um, I'm choosing to talk about this. I I got a random email uh, from, I'm pretty sure it's a bot from the, the uh, podstatus.com. Uh, just saying, hey, here's how your podcast is trending, which I didn't think it ever would be. Honestly, we never we never expected that. But um, we are the number two podcast in Luxembourg for the topic of leisure, and number thirteen they overall. They must not have. They must not have really good podcasts. I guess not. Are you reading the statistics wrong? No, no, that's what it says. Is we we in all podcasts in Luxembourg, we're in position thirty-five as yeah, of August. Yeah, it, it can't be all podcasts. And it number two in leisure. Well, that could be. We don't know that entirely. Well, no, that's not true because Pod Status already looked at it. They 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 pick up your RSS feed, do its statistics, and then hand it to you. It's, it's a paid service you can get, but I think this is one of their. Hey, this is cool information. Please pay us to give you more information, which I'm not going to do, but this is interesting. Number 13 in New Zealand, 190 or 139 in Australia, and 232 in Canada out of all leisure topics and all of those. Um, which I think is cool. Um, I yeah, I don't know what to say about it other than I thought it was absolutely interesting. Um, oh, here it is. It says it's pulled it off the uh, Apple Podcast rankings. Ah. If I actually read the line there, it told me. So, yeah. I don't know, and I am going to state right now, we we are on Spotify. Our new episodes are up on Spotify. We're having issues with Google, picking it up, and there's questions if Apple is showing it or not because I am having issues being able to log in. You gave me the login information that didn't work. we got to work on that. Okay. So... We understand that not everyone's getting our newest episodes. Uh, for those of you who are listening to this, um, thank you very much. And we are going to try and make it accepted on Apple for sure and Google Play so that you can listen to it no matter what device you have. Uh, and uh, in the meantime, listen to Spotify if you have it. 
uh, for the latest episodes. Uh, and let your friends know as well uh, if they're not seeing the posts in Discord, because that's really the only place I have to post this. So, all that said, that is basically it for news and uh, ramblings. All right, so we did a, a battle on um, the Iron Codex Brawl Machine in uh, the uh, YouTube channel. We uh, talked about earlier that we were going to go over it as a battle report, and today is the day for that battle report. Uh, if you have not already gone and checked out the original uh, Iron Codex uh, YouTube channel and seen it, yes, please. It, it's helped them out, uh, watch their content. They did a really good job putting it together. They have little tool tips that come up that are I, quite amusing. Uh, on it and whatnot, and you can see how things played out in uh, more or less real time, you know, recorded at the time, whatever. So, um, I'm kind of all over the place today. My goodness, Caster, get it together. You're very crazy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, battle report. Let's do that. So, um, the match was myself versus Tony on Iron Codex. And uh, Ben was the moderator making sure rules were followed appropriately and things weren't forgotten or, you know, we stated them and neither of us caught it and he's like, oh, wait, 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 you know, that sort of thing. And Locke was also present as a commentary um, for uh, the match and whatnot. So, uh, yeah. That's all kind of the preamble. For those of you who have War Table, sorry, I'm going to take a drink of water. Oh, yeah. Those of you who have War Table and you want to know what the match looked like, please go look at the YouTube channel. But if not, maybe you're in a position where you can't do that or whatnot. Um, on War Table, we used the scenario Singularity, and we used the Terrain Volcano. So I'm not going to um, hopefully confuse people too much by this. I'm going to describe what the terrain looked like uh, for those of you who are maybe driving or whatnot. So um, the scenario, Singularity, has the circular zone in the center with a rectangle centered right on top of it horizontally. Then up to the left of the rectangle is a flag a few inches off, like I think it's like four or five inches off. And then down to the right is another flag. That's the scenario. The map um, was interesting. So left to right, we have Burning Rubble right next to the upper left flag. Below that, by a few inches, is a cloud. Below that is a not Burning Rubble. And it's kind of in a here, then down to the right, down to the right sort of thing. And then in the upper left corner of the rectangle, and also on the uh, circular zone, is another burning rubble. Below that is a wall protecting kind of the inner corner there, so you could barely tow into the circular zone and still get the wall benefit. Um, top center, diagonally placed, is a very annoying burning building. Um... Yeah. Back to the uh, circular zone and rectangle, there is also, on the right-hand side of that, is a forest. 
lower to the right of that, uh, kind of between the zone and the flag is another rubble. And then lastly, directly above the right-hand flag and to the right of the zones is another burning building. Both of the buildings are standing structures, not rubble. So they are obstructions. This, this terrain layout, um, Locke, how would you kind of describe the uh, terrain layout as far as chaoticness or otherwise or annoying or however you want to say it? I don't know. It's, it seems fairly all over the place. Yeah. You started down here, didn't you? I chose bottom, so I didn't have all the burning things on my side of the table to deal with. Um, and Did you move the forest in the zone? They forgot the forest in the zone. Yeah, we, we kind of just ignored it. We went around it. Yeah. So, anyways, that is what the uh, table looks like. And, uh... Alright, so, uh, the lists. I took, uh... The oh. lists! Yes. Give me that. Okay. Okay, so, Caster took, uh, Madrak... Madrak. Thank you. Madrak 3... An Earthborn Dire Troll, a Night Troll, because you like those Night Trolls. I do. A Pyre Troll, a Fell Collar, a Gatorman Husk, which... No spoilers. <laughs> uh, troll Skinner, or um, Trollkin Skinner. Uh, did he actually do something this time? Uh, he killed a model. Ha ha! Better than, you know, what used to happen with him. Yeah. Sons of Bragg, because we need some SOBs in there. And then uh, Trollkin Warder's Min Unit. Okay, then Tony took uh, Zerkova 1, a Charger, a Lancer, a Freebooter, because let's take Kador with, apparently... No Kador. Yeah, Kador with, you know, Signar and Jax, because that makes all the sense. Alexia the Undying, a Thamar Advocate, because, yeah. Um, Field Mechanics Min, Legion of Lost Souls Min, Order of Illumination... Resolutes. Resolutes Min. Because those things would all work together. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Tony rolled a three. Caster rolled a five. And Caster trolled, chose sides, which was the bottom. I did. I opted not to go first. Still wondering if that was the right decision. But I did not want to get stuck with the top side of the table. So I chose the table side that I felt was... I didn't want Zerkova to have all the rubble and walls. That was my biggest concern. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, Tony's deployment. Left to right. The Thamara Advocate. Uh, Resolutes. Charger. Freebooter. Zerkova. Lancer. Alexia. Uh, the Lulls. Legion of Lost Souls. Lulls. It's Lulls and Lulls and you know what to call them. It lulls. is. And the mechanics. Now, Caster's deployment. Left to right. The Husk and the Skinner are going to ambush, so they're currently in no no man's land. Yep. Now, starting with the... Pyre. Oh, the Pyre Troll, the SOBs, the Earthborn, yep. um, your caster. Oh, I want to call Madoc, but it's not Madoc. It's Madric, 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 Madric. Warders, Fellcaller, and your Night Troll. Yep. Kator, turn one. So Zerkova activates first and moves up, hugging the burning house like it's her best friend, and sets up a cloud wall to hide the advance of his entire left flank and his flag. Mm. So I can't see any of it. 
the lulls, sorry, Legion of Lost Souls, and mechanics run up aggressively to pressure the central zone, and the mechanics hide behind the building to set up to contest my flag the entire game. Yeah. Damn garbers. Uh, and their mechanic overlord. Uh, so Lancer moves up to support the lulls, and <laughs> as does Alexia. I'm, I'm getting a kick out of calling it that out loud. Uh, Alexia, the freebooter moves up. I don't know why they're and, not called that more. And to the right of his flag by a few inches to set up to kind of do a counterpunch if I make an advance on his flag. The Thamorite Advocate runs to base his flag to set up to just camp there all game. And then the Charger runs up aggressively between the house and the central zone, um, kind of centrally placed, but oh. on the left-hand side. However, he moves a little too far, so it's not behind the cloud wall. I can see it. Uh, the Resolutes on his left-hand side then run up into position behind his nice little cloud wall and to uh, be there with the Freebooter in case I make a push on his flag. All right. Trolls turn one. Um, so we before each and every turn, this is kind of a neat little thing that I like, is how... How Ben and Tony have it set up is when you go to do your turn, you talk through the turn. You're like, okay, I'm going to move this model here to, for this reason. I'm going to move my caster there to do these spells. And you talk quickly, pause the clock, and talk through your turn. And the idea is, and then the practical application is, if you forget something, but you stated you were going to do it beforehand... And nothing has come up to change the reason why you would do that. Like, oh, I'd come up here and do this if that guy dies. But he doesn't die. Okay, well, that, that's different. But if he is still alive and you forgot to do that thing and you didn't do that, then you're like, whoa, 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 hold on. You, you, you said you were going to do this thing. Are you still, still going to do that? Like, oh, gosh, yes, you're right. Absolutely, I'm going to do that. So that's kind of a ni ni neat, nice little friendly thing they have going on that I really like. And I think locally, in our meta, we're going to start doing stuff like that. I guess you don't want to do stuff like that because a lot of the games you play are to learn. Well, eh, yeah, to an extent, unless I'm versing um, one member of our community. Yeah, but you don't want to tell him what you're going to do because if he knows, then he's just going to beat you. <laughs> he beats us most of the time anyways. can't be. Uh, I don't know. Um, anyways, so my turn. My Earthborn Dire Troll runs up to get cover behind the corner of the wall. This does mean I'm, I'm, I'm putting him back a bit so that he gets the benefit of the wall cover, but not close enough to the forest in the center, uh, central zones so that he gets the benefit. And I kind of weigh the options back and forth if I should move him up closer to get that benefit. But that means it'd be a lot easier for him to completely ignore my cover bonus from the wall by positioning. And I did not want that, so I positioned more defensively. As a result, he did not shoot my Earthborn that turn, which was what I was hoping for. Uh, Madrak moves up and casts Defender's Ward on the Warders, because Ward on Warders, of course... And advances up and casts his um, aura. 
whose name I forgot, the Stone Aura, basically. You guys all know what I'm talking about. The hero fell calls Pathfinder on the warders and runs up to the flag. There's a little confusion here about the order of activation on running. I knew what I was doing. I was pretty darn sure I knew what was going on. And then when he stated the order, I got confused. So we figured that out. Um, yeah. So fell call then ran. Warders then run up aggressively, but keeping the caster, earthborn, and fell callers and shield guard range. Because remember, warders now have shield guard, and Magic 3 gives shield guard to all of my beasts. So for a lot of this game, nearly everything is in shield guard range of something. And there is a lot of guns on his uh, in his army. Yes, and you do like to spread that damage around. Oh yes, much to his dismay. Uh, the Night Troll runs up to base the flag and kind of protect it against gobbers and lulls and that sort of thing. Um, which, question on whether I should have done that with him or not? I don't know. I'm not sure if I could have done better with him in that particular game. The SOBs, the uh, Sons of Brag, run up to the wall and fell call the Call of Defiance. So they have tough whether they're knocked down or not. Mm. And then the Pyre Troll runs up on my left-hand side behind the SOBs uh, within shield guard range of all of them. So if he targets any of them, the Pyre can take some of that damage. And uh, that's basically what I do. You know, turn one, run sort of thing. Turn to Kador. Turn to Kador. Would you like to read this part or should sure, I? Sure, 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 sure. So the charger moves up. Behind the... Behind the nearest... Oh, the nearest... Your handwriting is terrible. <laughs> nearest burning earth rubble. And just... Your handwriting is terrible. Um, rubble and just... Is it towing? Towing, yes. Towing, towing the center circle. Yep. The circular zone. Uh, the charger then shoots water one, which... Um, sets gets shield guarded gets shield guarded gets shield guarded that, that is an S not a G gets shield guarded to warders uh, to the warder leader dealing zero damage because ha 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 then shoots warder one again and again does a big old zip the lulls walk up and clog up uh, choke points in center in the center zone yep and the path on the right, while setting up a two-man second line. Yep. So between the forest and the building on the right, there's kind of a little choke point there. And on the other side of the forest, there's a choke point there. And he's just clogged it up with Legion of Lost Souls. He's like, here, have some Legion of Lost Souls. Yes. The Lulz then shoot the fell collar, hit, and cast... Um, Oh, hits, and then you shield guard it to uh, warder two. Yep. Next shot uh, is shield guarded to the night troll, dealing zero damage. Seven damage. Oh, seven damage. That's a Z. You have terrible hitting. <laughs> seven damage I was in a hurry. to the three. I had all the time in the world, and I was still in a hurry. To the okay. three. Yes. To the, three. Uh, the, the mechanics activate and run 
to contest the flag. And then here in the notes is a big old underlined bloody gobbers. Yes, damnable gobbers. We're not fans of gobbers here at Nowhere Notes. No, we are not. Like, like if they're working for us, we're okay with it. But other than that, you know. Begrudgingly, we admit they're useful. <laughs> uh, does one damage. Okay, so he does one damage. Uh, the rest of the... Oh, no, no, sorry. He runs He runs one up to uh, contest. So, yeah, he runs one up and the rest... Um, uh, hide behind... The right side house. Yep. Resolutes. Activate. Move up and shoot at the SOBs. Rothar, he's the leader of the SOBs. Okay, so he, sh so he shoots Rothar, who is... Defense. Defense 13. Hits and is shield guarded to the prior troll, who takes two damage to the six. Uh, the freebooter repositions more centrally. Alexia moves up uh, four inches and says, No magic over here! Yep. No! Just in case I somehow would have... There, there's no way I would have done anything. I just didn't think you knew what else to do with her. And then Zakova puts down three cloud walls and camps one blocking line of sight to, uh, for the SOBs and the pyre troll. Yep, sad times. So, trolls turn two. Pre-talk. Here, you just like to talk about the pre -talk. Okay, so, um, my goal here is trying to figure out how and where to ambush at this point. I'm talking about my ambushing, trying to figure out where I'm going to put it. Do I want the husk to go after the advocate? Do I want that to be the skinner? He's got a gap there in the cloud wall where I can get through. I can charge things. There's a resolute right there. Um, and I opt, because the Skinner is fastest, to put the Skinner on my right side to try and charge and get at Alexia, because I can't eyeball the distance between. I, I'm not good at being able to eyeball distances on War Table yet. I'm not, not familiar enough with it. So I opt to put the Husk on the left side to get at the Advocate and his flag, and the Skinner to try and get at Alexia. This is what I talk about. I then proceed not to ambush. But that might have been a good thing. Well, I do end up ambushing later when we realize the ambush, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, it's also at this point that we, we've had a lot of banter back and forth about the gobbers. He's like, oh, the gob... Well, I think it was Ben specifically. It's like, oh, the gobbers. The gobbers are part of the vengeance of Dunia. So you're great. I'm like, yes, but they're not part of the rest of the trolls. Um, there is a point in which I have read, and I have no idea where at this point. I haven't come across it again, but I do remember reading a point where there was a trollkin, mind you, just one, as I recall, uh, who had an issue with gobbers. He distrusted them and disliked them. I have taken this to heart, and therefore, none of the trolls really like the gobbers. Gobbers steal our things and our trinkets. Why would we want a gobber around to tinker and whatnot when we have whelps and we have pidges? More specifically, the pidges, not so much the whelps. And the, the pidges are perfectly acceptable for that. Why do we need a gobber to do the same thing as a pidge? The pidges build our homes, build our temples. They, they do that things for us. We have to pay gobbers to do that. 
along with, you know, other things. So, there is my explanation. You know, Caster's take on it. Anyways, um, at this point, and the reason why I mention all this, is a tooltip pops up in the uh, video, if you watched it at this point, and it says, Gobbers are love, the sand to your Anakin. Yes. Um, I don't know about Gobbers are love, but they are definitely the sand to the Anakin. Because for those of you who don't know, Anakin hates sand. No, I'm not going to explain that further. You can look it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Um, also, one little note here, because I didn't feel it was appropriate to put in the actual, you know, live session, is, Tony, you're a great guy. Please let me play my own turn. You, you, you kind of helped and coached into the teaching game felt that way a bit more than it should have. I, I would have liked to have done my own turn, and Ben does call Tony out on that at one point. Um, but yes, I just wanted to state that here. Sorry, but true. Anyways, moving on. Um, I opt not to upkeep Defender's Ward on the Warders. And I then activate my fell Caller, move him up, and attempt to spray the Gobber, and two of the Legion of Lost Souls that are clogging up the pathway on the right. And my dice say no. Uh, I failed to hit the Gobber, which, fair enough, I needed a hard eight. But I needed sixes to hit both of the Legion of Lost Souls, and I missed both. I rolled, I think, a three on one and a four on the other. I know I rolled a four on one of them, but I missed. And it's like, okay, that sucks. Um, I also, um, I put Pathfinder onto the Warders before I did that. Um, but, yeah. So, at this point, Tony attempts and fails at a dad joke that I did not understand at all. Um, I'm just throwing that out there. I, I didn't understand what you were saying, man. I'm sorry. Um, next up, Warders. They charge the Gobber. Mess. Charge Legion of Lost Souls. Hits. Does manage to kill that. Um, and then it's at this point... Oh, and the other one kind of moves off to the side. I realize I should have just walked him with Pathfinder up into the woods. And he would have been able to swung at and uh, probably kill the uh, Legion Lost Soul that was clogging up that side and nearest. Because he has a two-inch reach, but I didn't think about it at the time. So instead, I put him off to the left-hand side, not in the woods, and he aside from being a shield guard, was basically useless from that point on in the match. And that was that was a shame. So, at this point we realize, hey, um, Caster forgot to ambush, but it wouldn't affect anything so far, you know, given what my plans were for him. So, they, were, they decided to allow me to ambush. I decided to accept. I did think about maybe not accepting, but uh, I felt that shooting myself in the foot for something I'd already said I was going to do didn't seem, you know, didn't seem right. We're trying to do a show for the YouTubes. Uh, so I went ahead and did that. And um, this is where I learned that YouTube, or YouTube, Wartable has some handy little tools that, actually several points in here, from here on, I learned some things about Wartable I did not know. The deployment lines on the left and right hand side have little lines there for ambushing. 
which is awesome because it's super annoying to pull out the ruler and kind of measure it up there and like, okay, I put it here. Oh, but the, the ruler's at the wrong angle and blah, that's all gone. We now have deployment lines for that. Yay. All right. Um, I decided to put the husk over by his flag and the skinner over by Alexia to try and ruin her day. Plot twist that doesn't happen. Um, more notes about me saying, Tony, let me play my uh, turn out. <laughs> I forgot to put that little tooltip in there. Or a uh, note. Um, yes. Anyways, uh, Madrak activates his aura. He casts Defender's Ward on the Sons of Bragg. I don't know why I did that. I think it's because they're defense 13 base, and that would bring them up to defense 15. But realistically, I should have put that either on the Earthborn or on Mandrak so I could be more aggressive with them. Because I knew Elect um, not Alexia, um, Zarkova has Hexblast, and so that would remove the upkeep on the Earthborn, but that also means that more resources are being spent on the Earthborn to deal with it, which is kind of what I was hoping for, but I don't know. I end up putting on the uh, Sons of Bragg. I move up with Madrak. He shoots the Gobber, boosting the hit, and kills it. Because yes, yes he does. Uh, Tony replaces the Gobber with Thrall Warrior BS from Alexia. Because uh, of course... Uh, but I knew that was going to happen. And then uh, Madrak pops his feet and makes sure that everything is going to be in the feet at the end of the turn. Night Troll char uh, charges in and kills the uh, Thrall Warrior, which I shouldn't have charged. I should have just advanced and possibly would have gotten both the uh, Thrall and the closest Legion Lost Souls, but... That didn't work out that way. I didn't think about it at the time. And I was getting low. I'm, I'm watching the clock this entire time. I'm spending far, far, far too much time on my turns. I'm talking too much. I'm waffling too much. There was one turn I spent, what, was it 15 minutes or 12 minutes? Something like that on one turn and didn't really accomplish much. And so he's way ahead on clock on me. And this, this comes up from this point on. I feel the pressure. Um... But the Skinner charges in and kills the Mechanic Leader because Alexi is too far away. Uh, Alexi was like 15 inches in, I think, from the side table, and I can only reach 13 and a half. Right? No. 6, 79, 10, 11, 12, 12 and a half. 12 and a half inches uh, if you take all the distance into effect. So couldn't do it, but I did kill the Leader of the uh, Mechanics, which is good. Because the leader has like a command range of 7, but I think the gobbers only have a 4-inch command range or something like that. So it really limits his ability to work with them. Unfortunately, I don't think about the Skinner's placement, and he is 0.9 inches outside of my feet range, so he doesn't gain the benefit of it. Which would have come up, but it didn't. Uh, the Husk is the MVP of this game. I'm just going to state that right now. I love my Gatorman Husk. Uh, he runs up through the burning earth because I don't care about it. Um, the, uh, or, you know, kind of clipping around it, but he gets in it. Setting himself on fire, but whatever. 
and he is base to base of the flag and engaging the advocate. And this is critical because the advocate now cannot advance up and cast her entropic aura on my sons of brag, which is what I was concerned with. I wasn't sure the husk would be able to get where it got, but it did. Next up, um, the, let's see here. Tony has no idea what the husk does, by the way. He does now, but at the time before that match, he didn't really come across it. So there wasn't quite a gotcha. He had time to read it and whatnot, but um, he still was not exactly sure how to deal with it. Um, so that was nice. The Earthborn Dire Troll, I am trying to decide what to do with it. I want to trample it over the uh, Legion of Lost Souls and get on his charger, but I'm not exactly sure I would have enough initials left over to kill it. So I opt instead to just charge his charger. I do, I my first initial hits, I do nine damage to his three, and then I swing and miss with my second initial because Signar Lights have defense 13 for who knows why. Um, never known why, it's always been that way. So I miss, needing sevens. I then buy a swing and hit and do five damage to the, oh no, I swing and a miss. Then I buy um, one, and I hit and do five damage to the two, taking out its movement. I should not have done that. That last attack, I absolutely should have cast my Animus on. I even say I should, I'm talking about my Animus during the turn, and I don't do it. And I'm kicking myself from this point on as soon as I, end, as I, as soon as I make the attack and I roll damage. I'm like, ah, crap. Because a freebooter doesn't do a whole lot of damage if you can't be knocked down. And if I cast my Animus, I can't be knocked down unless he hex blasts me, which is more resources off his caster. Yeah. Um at this point I he he I think it was at this point where he also realized and there was a talk about takebacks. Um there was too many takebacks during the match. I, I shouldn't have accepted as many as offered and there shouldn't have been as many offered but that is my personal taste my personal play style when it comes to games uh if we 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 in our local meta we give each other one take back uh two if it's critical and obvious that it was you know intended but not stated but it was obvious intention um or if it was stated not done but beyond that we're like nope nope i screwed up i need to learn from my mistakes so that's just our personal play style Lastly, the Sons of Brag, which again are my left-hand side, uh, move up into position to get off some nice sprays. And then I forget to spray. I forget to do any attacks with them whatsoever. Um, they do fail call, call of defiance, but that's all they do. Uh, the Pyre Troll now, unfortunately, is blocked. The SOBs are in his way. Um, not only do they fail to do any meaningful thing that activation aside from advance up the board they get in the way so the pyre troll can't do anything cloud walls are blocking his line of sight on the left to his flag and everything and the resolutes and to the right everything's engaged so i end up just having him run and this is the point where he's like oh don't forget to rile it's like yes i know i would have just taken the damage in my caster that's fine but again personal taste i'll i'll just know that those sorts of things happen all right, so I end my turn. Scenario takes into effect. 
trolls are up by one because I cleared my flag. And I'm contesting his flag with the husk. Uh, the central zone is contested on all accounts, but it, I could have. I could have if I had remembered to move the warder up or do the spray with my um, my uh, guy. I could have cleared off. Actually, I think I would need both of those things to happen. I could easily have cleared off the rectangular zone and scored with my Earthborn Dire Troll. But I failed to realize this at the time, and so I don't. So I could have been up to not... I'm only up one to zero. All right. Um, at this point, I... Where are we at? I think on time, I'm at like seven minutes. And he's at like 12, I think, off the top of my head. 12 or 13. I should have wrote it down. Um, but in the match, there's a bug. Or maybe he just forgot to update it. But if you watch the YouTube video, the clock doesn't tick down after the first pause. Uh, I think that was an oversight in editing or something. But regardless, uh, it doesn't show. But at this point, top of Kador's turn three... Um, I'm in like seven minutes. He's at like 12 or 13, something like that. He's almost doubled my time, and I realize I'm in trouble. All right, so Kador turn three for Tony. He loads up the Freebooter and Lancer. The Legion of Lost Souls of Vengeance. Um, actually, that's in reverse order. Vengeance is first, obviously. So the Lulz Vengeance and meat armor on both of their attacks against my models because Stone Aura rocks. Um, he then decides not to Vengeance the Gobbers. I don't remember why. He stated that I didn't write it down and I don't recall. Alexia charges the Skinner. Skinner toughs. However, because he is not in my aura... He doesn't get the um, free movement of three inches, which would have blocked the gobbers from being able to get at my flag that turn completely. But no, I forget to keep him in my area. Skinner, what are you doing here? Why are you not in my area? Why are you not in my bubble? Meh. Positioning mistakes. All right. Um, the gobbers then proceed to run and contest my flag, because of course they do. Um... The Lancer moves up and contests the circular zone. At this point, Locke, who was AFK at the time... You don't hear anything because she's AFK at the time. Right now, as well as then. Um, <laughs> uh, was AFK, came back, and I was chit-chatting with her, whispering a little too loudly, trying to catch her up on what was going on. So yeah, uh, let's see here. Next up is, lost my play, Zerkova. Zerkova feats and channels through the um, Lancer and Hex blasts the SOBs, removing Defender's Ward, but doing, I think it was two damage to um, Tor, if I remember correctly. Uh, and then Zerkova runs to base his flag, which... My husk is on that flag, and he's very close to me, and yeah, I'm not exactly sure why that decision was made, but that's what he does. Uh, I think he was still intending on pushing scenario, you know, kill the husk, maybe lose the advocate, so that's why his caster's there to be able to score. Don't know. 
Anyways, so uh, that's probably what his plan was, actually. Advocate then moves over a little bit, because remember, if you hit the husk but you don't kill it, he gets to make a spray on you. And he doesn't want me to accidentally spray his caster, because it's a POW-14 auto-continuous corrosion. Only rat 5, but still. So, moves over a little bit to the left, hex blasts on the bolt, and or hex bolt on the husk, and misses. So, yay. Um, the uh, let's see here. The resolutes then activate and they charge. Leader charges the husk. Number two resolute charges the Rothar and misses. And the other one uh, just runs. And the leader hits the husk and kills it. Just overkills it. Absolutely overkills it. Um, and... Uh, yeah, the husk then blows up in a POW-12 AoE of corrosion that just automatically uh, basically pops the advocate. I fail to do any damage to the um, resolute. However, I roll well on Zerkova because she's in the in the 5-inch AoE bubble, dealing 7 damage. Uh, five of which are shaved off due to focus. So Zerkova takes two damage. And is now in a 5-inch AoE hazard where if any model enters or ends their activation in that bubble, they take one point of damage. And I actually just realized now that Resolute should have taken one point of damage for ending its activation in the bubble after it's placed. Um... Yeah. Interesting. It wouldn't have changed anything in the game. But that's interesting. Huh. Single wound models run up into... Or you, you, you like, get up in there and you're like, Aha! I, I dropped this bubble down and they can't get out of it due to terrain or whatnot and they're in it and they end their activation. They all just die. That's cool. Alright, moving on. Not a whole lot left. Freebooter moves up and attacks my Earthborn Dire Troll. Uh, and Tony just... The, the dice say no. Um, this should have been a completely different outcome. Both of us agree on that. So he does two damage with his first attack. Misses his second initial, so he does not get the chain attack. Um, he buys and hits. And does zero. Then he buys... And fails to damage on his next two attacks. His dice just said no. And what could have happened differently there, and this is always the could have, should have, would have sort of scenario, whatever. But if I had put Defender's Ward on the EBT instead of the SOBs, he would have hex blasted the um, EBT, and I would have lost the Animus, and I would have lost Defender's Ward anyways. So. I guess in the end it was the right call to put it on the SOBs. That's just my take in the moment right now and just kind of thinking that through uh, as it drew attention away from the Earthborn, but it didn't have the Animus on him anyways, so I don't know. Anyways, the lulls, I love that, uh, charge, <laughs> the leader goes into Tor, and number one goes into my warder leader, 
Uh, Legion of Lost Soul number four has no charge range, and so just charges zero inches. Number five goes against Rathar, uh, and then the leader does zero damage. Number four does no damage. Number one does two damage to the warder leader. Uh, and yeah, he, he just nothing happened. My armor values were too high and his dice were too low. So nothing happened. Charger then boosts an attack roll against the EBT and does three damage to the three, which <laughs> is one more point of damage than the freebooter did to the EBT, which is how sad that scenario was. The Charger, a light with a little hammer, can't use its gun because it's engaged, did one more point of damage to the EBT than a heavy Warjack, the freebooter. And that was just an unfortunate. The Freebooter should have done a lot more. I, I really like the Freebooter as a jack. Um, I think what he should have done instead of attacking me and trying to do a lot of damage on the EBT would have been to uh, power attack throw. Just throw my Earthborn away from his caster because his feet was up and just done that to take it out of the game for a turn because it would have had to forfeit movement or action you can't avoid that if you throw something um we had no way of knowing at the time it would have done the same amount of damage probably but i think it would have had a better result as if he had thrown it at my caster or maybe thrown it back at alexia and thrown it away from my zone uh, or away from my control area just a thought something that um the other jacks he was thinking of taking instead of the freebooter would not be able to do. Um, wouldn't have two open fists, at least. Alright, so the turn ends, and it ends with trolls at one control point and Kador at one control point. Um, Laka's getting a much needed nap in right now so if you don't hear her wondering why she disappeared she did it's the middle of the day we had a very busy morning so don't tell her i said that all right so um next trolls turn three um at this point i go on the tank a bit i'm trying to figure out what to do scenario is dead it's off the table there's no way i'm going to be able to earn six points if I got my flag, his flag, the central zone, and the circular zone, and prevented him from scoring anything, that's only four points. It's not enough. So scenario's dead. I'm down on time. I got like... I think I have four minutes left on my clock, and he's at like seven maybe eight minutes no it wasn't eight minutes i know i had five four minutes on my clock but he was almost double my time if i did super fast activations even with the limited number of attacks i had to make i would time out the next turn anyways so i have to make something happen now scenario's off there's no ammo when it clocks so there's only one victory option left and that's assassination so I immediately start trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And at first I don't think I have a way to get at Zerkova because her feet's up. And then it occurs to me, or maybe Tony mentions, I don't, I don't remember in the moment which, and I don't have it written down here, but the Night Troll's in a Burning Earth template that's on top of rubble, which gives him plus two speed. 
so we can totally walk over Zerkova and smack her in the face. So that's the plan. And here's how we would do that. First off, I activate or the, the Night Troll. I, I put too much Fury out there last turn, which I knew a Frenzy was likely, but I wasn't really concerned about it. I needed to get things done. Um, Night Troll Frenzies on Legion Lustful Soul number four and boosts or misses a boosted. So for those of you who don't remember or you haven't like had it happen to you in a while, a Frenzy, you get a fully boosted attack, fully boosted damage roll with whichever weapon has the highest POW, base POW. I miss needing sixes. That's way below average. Average on three dice is ten. Yeah, didn't get that. Regardless, that's just mine a little quipple. So, uh, Madric activates and spears a Legion of Lost Soul leader, killing it, uh, which is going to allow my EBT to move with one fewer free strike on him, which is critical. I need to eliminate as much of that as possible. Then, I ought to have him cast the Pyre Trolls Animus onto the EBT. Uh, and I have... I'm not going to continue on that. Uh, sorry. Um, so, sorry, was about to go off on a train of thought, and I'm killing it. Uh, so I cast the Pyre Trolls Animus onto the EBT. Why is the phone beeping next to this? Sorry. Uh, so then um, I start getting a little panicky due to my clocks running out. I think I got like... I'm down to like barely three minutes left. Um, so the Pyre Troll moves up to shoot Zerkova, completely forgetting about the feet being in place. I can't shoot. So instead, we rewind that super quick. I advance up the Pyre Troll, and it punches a Legion of Lost Souls. So now I, the only thing that's going to free strike my EBT are the two Warjacks, uh, which is nothing I can do about. Uh, then the EBT... It, it all rides on him at this point. He walks through Zerkova, taking two free strikes. One from the Charger, one from the Freebooter. The Freebooter does four damage to the two. The Charger does three damage to the four. I'm at a minute 34 on the clock when this happens, and there nothing gets knocked out. I get so lucky. However, even if both of those had been to column one, it would have been one shy of knocking out my uh, mind. <sighs> but it doesn't, thankfully. The Earthborn boosts an attack on Zerkova and gets a 9. Exactly what I needed. This, because of the Pyrotrolls Anima, sets Zerkova on fire. She uses the Focus to only take 2 damage, and at this point, my math and calculations go out the window. I'm just buy boost, buy boost, buy boost. That's what I do. Um, but I'm boosting damage instead of buying more hits and boosting more hits because I'm panicking. Um, so I use, she used the focus. I boost a hit on the second initial hit, boost damage. I'm at dice plus two, but I'm not thinking. So I boost damage and I get a two, one, three on the dice. I rolled six on boosted damage at dice plus two. Or no, eight. Right? Two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, I got I get eight. Which isn't enough to kill. I leave her on three health. She's in the Huskora, and she's on fire. 
At this point, it's out of my hands. I'm going to clock out if it goes another round. All Tony has to do is have the fire go out or survive the fire roll and then say, I activate everything. You know, Zerkova runs away or whatnot, or maybe he comes over at the freebooter and throws my EBT away from his caster and then ends. That's all he has to do. I will time out. But plot twist, that's not what happens. Kador turn four. Zerkova rolls fire. It does not go out. And when the fire roll happens, it's a seven, which kills Zerkova to the box. And I win. And that's just one of the, like, oh my gosh moments. You, you win can... the mid-off way. Yes. Welcome back. Um, yes. Uh, I win by burning my opponent's caster to death, like Menoth casters typically want to do. Um, yeah, that that was it was insane. I was not expecting that, and the damage from the husk is what allowed that to happen. Yes, yes, that that last damage roll from the EBT should have finished it off, but really, let's be honest, husk for the win. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, um, I, hey, what? Nothing, keep going. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how things go down. Uh, it, was a, it was a blast, it was a lot of fun. Um, I would love to do a rematch. I guess it wouldn't be a grudge match because I won. <laughs> um, Tony could do a grudge match against me, I suppose. That's how that would work. Um, but uh, we, we talked a bit about Locke uh, maybe being the next one on the show. Um, many, many weeks oh, from now. Oh, I still have to build a list, don't I? Yes, you do. Oh. Yeah. He said uh, between five and nine weeks from then. So it's been two weeks. I want to be ready in five. Maybe in nine? Well, it would be seven at this point. Seven oh. weeks. Oh. So that puts it, what, November? Like that. Meh. Meh. I think it would be a lot of fun. Mm. We don't have enough to really say anything at this time of what you would maybe do, but uh, yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, if anyone's never watched his videos, the Iron Codex is the YouTube channel. Definitely check it out. Mm -hmm. He does both Spanish as well as English casts. Um, he's from uh, South America, so um, a lot of really interesting groups down there uh, for metas and whatnot, and they have their own. Uh, I guess circuit, tournament circle, or whatever they do. I'm not exactly sure. I'd have to ask them again, but it's it, it's really cool. Uh, and I was happy. We were happy to be on the show. Yes. Man. Yes. Anyways, um, I think that's basically it for uh, this episode. Anything you'd like to add, Locke? Nope. Okay. We love having you here, and hope to see you again real soon. And bye. Mwah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Warnounds. If you'd like to contact us, I put our Gmail and Twitter info in the show notes. You can also find there a list of all relevant resources or shoutouts we mention or use for today's cast. There will also be a link to our Ko-fi if you feel so inclined to make a donation to our caffeine habits. And lastly, if you want to learn more about our intro or outro music, you can find a link to Prodless on Bandcamp. 